You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and to my left, my loyal co-host down in Austin, Graham Trainer. Massey, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a sports podcaster. Podcasts didn't, they weren't a, they're they're after your memory though, right? Like you, you lived a life before podcast and now you're living a life during podcast. Well, I'm doing my new, my new thing is I find, uh, since I did back to back Batman quotes as my introduction piece, I'm just looking up old movies yeah. and introductions. Just from Goodfellas. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Oh, and you just, you just switched out the words gangster and podcaster. Mm. Yeah. I it's going to get better and, and we'll, We'll dumb it down a little bit. We'll get some. What, what, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, hook. Oh yeah, we'll get a Shawshank we'll get a Redemption. Gump in there sometime. We'll get a hook. We'll get a Shawshank. We'll get a. Um, what's the one where B Coop? He got game. Hang, hangs himself in front of his dog. Oh, I know you like that damn, one. Damn, dude. Yeah, I do. What is A Star Is Born? I love that. I love oh, that Star movie. Born. Yeah. Yeah. Gaga. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's good to be to your left, uh, the computer's to your left. Hopefully, I'm going to try to slow my roll. With I know I speak a little quickly sometimes. We're doing our best with the audio and a new normal, or a new abnormal, as some are saying these days. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's weird out there. The Taliban is back. COVID is back. COVID, a lot yeah. of things are having a lot of things are having a resurgence this month, you know? Some things that we really thought that we might have been done with or spend a lot of money trying to get rid of and change things. Yeah, they're all back. Those things are back. Yeah. Went into brief hidings and now they're back. Um I know that something big is back. I don't know if are you gonna drop this bomb, this this news bomb from the I'll let you do it since you're the local stuff. Yes. Okay. Here we go. I don't know if if back was going to be the correct terminology to say this, but there is drama out there, Jay Chamar, this year, and I am digging it. So it's it's Jay Chamar versus Fratagonia. Yes, the most recognizable outdoor brand, Fratagucci, is pulling all of their retail from Jay Chamar, citing. The, uh, oh, I don't know. It's, it was a political name of some fundraiser. I bet you it was like freedom, freedom for all fundraiser or whatever the hell it was, but they had some, uh, they had some politicians out there, which are a little edgy on that, on that right edge over there. And Yvonne was like, nah, no, sir. And he practiced capitalism out there in the open and said, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do this. And what do you know? Patagonia does not you cannot buy Patagonia from a Jackson Hole Mountain Resort store, not just the store Mountain Hole Resort store, but any of their stores. That's Hoback, TVS, uh, the other one at the bottom of the gondola, and those other random ones around town that no one knows they own. So those you cannot get those there. Naga, Naga, not gonna wholesaler anymore. Exactly, and so there's probably a couple of stores in town that are like. Yes. 
come to our store yes. where we carry Patagonia, and they do not. So good for the little guy. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm sure there's some like what's like skinny skis. That's a good store. Skinny that, skis, that Teton Mountaineering. It's not not a corporation. I am part of the I'm part of the corporate world now, so I'm kind of a d bag in that way. I'm definitely not on that sort of political spectrum. Sure. The, what did you call it? The far the far deep end right. <laughs> Yeah, deep. I think it's deep state. No, they're on the left. I can't remember. It's hard. We're not a political yeah. show. We're not a political podcast. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. Somehow I'm in a even less red state, moving to Texas. But you know, I know both are blue dots. Austin's a blue dot. Jackson's a blue dot. And yeah, uh, is this because of that? When you brought up that senator that was coming up there, all that BS, or is this something different? No, it's the same. It's not a senator. I think they're just. Uh... I think they're just in the house, which is still a hard thing to get. But it's the woman that's been like, that's most the famous woman, yeah. for woman, losing all her committee ships because she's out there saying like 9-11 was an inside job and like laser beings were being shot from outer space from satellites and starting wildfires in the United States and stuff like that. And you're like, what? Right. What are it you was doing? The house of House of House of Representatives woman. Yeah. I don't know her name. She's Florida? from Florida. Yeah, Florida. The, All right, we're on the same page. The, uh, the best the best part is is that we don't know any of the players going along, but I can assure you there is drama and it's fun to watch people lose their minds. Oh, and there's uh there's actually even more drama in Florida. We're gonna we're gonna get the sports here soon. But Mr. Tim Tebow cut. Cut by the Jaguars. Should we go cut. ahead and talk about that? It's not in my huddle and it's not I just have I have it's just so great. And I, okay, let's, my, talk, let's talk about Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my good news number one. Um, not not because I just like to dump on Tebow or anything. Um, I just I saw these these you know the blocks were making their rounds. The lack thereof mm-hmm. his tight end quote unquote blocks. I was worried for Trevor Lawrence's well being because if Tebow is trying to attempt a block and that's like his excuse sorry excuse for one or his you know, what he thinks is a professional um, <laughs> tight ends duty as a blocker, then Trevor Lawrence was going to become Joe Burrow pretty quickly and break his knee in four different places. So got to get him out of there. What's funny, what's so funny is that Tim Tebow was like, I'm not becoming a tight end. I can be a quarterback in the NFL. And the NFL was like, no, you can't. And so he's like, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to come back after my prime and attempt at being a tight end. And you're like, no, we told you to do this when you were 24 years old. This, yeah, and I'm going to go play he's never minor had, league baseball in Nevada. Exactly. He's <laughs> had never had any practice hitting someone, right? He has never – he never went through hitting drills, probably in high school or in college, although he was a stud at running over linebackers. He just yeah. never was – threw his body weight around – and it showed. It was like, I'm gonna hit you and the guy like it like Tim Tebow, almighty Tim Tebow hit hit the what 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 was it, like the left guard or something or the left tackle on the defensive line? And he was like, What was that? And like continued on his way. He was like, What that was I'm I'm going out here for a job, Tim. I didn't blackmail Urban Meyer to get on the squad. So get out of yeah. my way. I got things I gotta do. That was another question was like was he behind closed doors? He's like, "Hey Tim, you want you want to get that quarterback job? You got to sweep the leg, son." He's like, "But Sensei, I'll be disqualified." It's like sweep the leg, as in 
just let Trevor get destroyed, and then it can be Tebow's Tebow's team at quarterback for the season because I know he was emergency third string. I'm sure after Minshew, but um, yeah, it was a it was cute. It was a cute story, much like his minor league baseball career, much like his career with the Jets, much like his time on the Patriots, and much like his you know being drafted in the first round for the Broncos. I'm kind of happy it's over, right? Like I'm kind of yeah. you're kind of happy that we're done talking about Tim Tebow, right? Because I'm I'm there. Yes. I think part of it was the Jack the Jags were like, well, we don't have enough money, and Urban Meyer was like, I'll bring on Tim Tebow and sell a quick ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars worth of jerseys, and we'll have more cash to deal people under the table and get more players. You think Tebow is selling Bibles behind the scenes and after he got his like, you know, he sold out of his briefcase, he's like, It's time for me to move on. He'll pop up with another team. He was like the he was like the the traveling salesman. He popped the popped the trunk of his like old Cadillac and was like, Hey guys, get a load of these. Fresh off the press. Saint Saint John Bibles. According to the King of England. I'm here to talk to you about avocado as a healthy fat and Matthew three sixteen. Oh, it's the King James Bible. Here's a Bible edited by a king. It's the truth. Um, <laughs> before we go too far in that, uh, let's talk. Let's 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 talk about the over/under. Bison Goring's at a stalemate. One point nine. No incidents incidents this week. We're having kids go back to school. It's going to be rainy all weekend. I feel like Ooh. tourists are going to be less likely to approach the wildlife in the rain. They'll probably be happy seeing them from their car. That makes me a little sad. Yep. The, the dark part of my heart a little sad. But also, the, maybe maybe the under will hit this year, and we can go home a little happier and safer knowing that the wildlife is not killing the tourists in Yellowstone. Heavy, I mean, heavy, I heavy sigh from heavy sigh from trainer. I'm not sure if the mics picked that up, but I did see your chest rise and fall in a in a uh, type of noise. Uh, yeah, there it is. That's that a little better. Up. All right. So people going home that would have approached wildlife, they're going home. Those are probably people that don't take certain pandemic seriously so i don't think the world's a better place or a safer place without them okay all right (laughs) (laughs) this is getting nasty here um uh, i did i did have an angry august moment i've been more and more getting Mm -hmm. released out of the warehouse as my shoulder heals up and today on the town square i gave this guy oh i don't know a decent amount of time to realize that he was in the right turn only lane when you take a right there onto broadway he had a green, oh, yeah. he had a green right arrow, had the right away, and just wasn't moving. And I was like, "Ah, oh, old Kentucky plate's a little lost here. That's all right. He'll he'll get his wits about him." One honk. <laughs> I was like, just a little polite little doo doo, like, "Hey man, lights green, nothing." And I did, I probably honked upwards of maybe ten times. It got to the point where I was like, eh, and it's like, "Hey dude, you need to pay attention." And he turned when the light went yellow and I was stuck at the red and I was like, man, I just got completely tooled by Kentucky plates and F-250. If you can hear me F-250 <laughs> with Kentucky plates, you got me good. You made my blood pressure rise a little bit more than it was regularly. He saw all those roll tide stickers all over that front of that Tacoma yeah. or Tundra and he's just like, 
he just wanted to troll you. Let just let him have one win. Did you think about? <laughs> did you think about putting? Uh, let him have his day. Did you think about putting the, the old truck in park and getting out and doing like a Michael Douglas and falling down? Yeah, I was. I was like, maybe I'll take a dive here. As I approach yeah. this man's window, <laughs> no, uh, no, I had no no intention of of getting out of my car. I was in a work van, so I was I was hiding behind a little anonymity oh. there. So, yeah. so I, I felt I felt good about it. But let's uh, what we covered we covered the brand. Yeah, we covered the drama, the recent drama in Jackson. Covered the over under. So I think it's time for us to huddle up. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that we are stuck on. And quote slash question of the week. Oh, am I stuck on? I meant to do more research on, but hopefully you Ooh. can elaborate. Um, I'll kick it to you, trainer. What is your good news of the week? Well, besides Tim Tebow exiting stage, well, we don't know. I guess he's going to go back to the stage. He'll probably go back to TV and be either a televangelist or he'll be on ESPN. So to be determined. Mm -hmm. um, besides him getting out of the way so Trevor Lawrence can have a – safe first season with tight ends that can actually block. Um, I have that Jason Terry Mavericks legend. He got a, he's one of those guys that I was kind of hoping would rise up the ranks and get a coaching job here soon was kind of hoping that he would somehow when Carlisle would retire, which this is before things hit the fan, but um, before, you know, Carlisle would retire, Jason Terry would come back and being assistant on the Mavs, this is this is my one of my daydreams. You know, just when I'm kind of like walking around, just in the at the grocery store, just yeah. daydreaming about the front office and 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 head coaching. Anyway, he got a head coaching job with the G League for the Nuggets affiliate, so it's exciting to uh, see Jason moving up in the coaching ranks. Um, and then at the same time, speaking of the Mavs, they hired uh, Christy Tolliver. She played played or plays for the Los Angeles Sparks um, as an assistant coach, Jason Kidd. So that'll hopefully put Jason Kidd ego in his play and put Jason Kidd in his place in his ego. Uh, I know he's got kind of a bad history mm. with his treatment of women. So it'll, I think this will be healthy for him. I'm excited for her opportunity and it's a good, a good thing for the Mavs to do after all this, turmoil that happened you know 18 months ago with the front office yeah i mean step in the right direction i don't understand what's going on with the mavs i don't get it i mean i do the front office part i do clean house rebuild but i just maybe i don't understand because i'm not invested them as my third favorite nba team i'm just not that invested <laughs> i mean i say third favorite it's basically like i like the pelicans and then I like all the the teams. I lump all the teams that the former Pelican players are on, like the Bucks and and Anthony Davis and the Lakers, and maybe CP3. So I like all those teams. I can kind of, I like them enough to maybe e equate them to one team. Does that make any sense? And then I like the Mavs. Yes. Yeah, it's like the six degrees of separation, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like yeah. I like Kevin Bacon. What movies is this in? The movies aren't that good, but I like Kevin Bacon. Uh, I mean, there's there's some there's some bangers in Kevin Bacon's career. 
Exactly. Don't you, don't you forget about it. Um, I have some good news. Kevin White, the for, the former first rounder, signs with the Saints. I know nothing about Kevin White, and there's obviously nothing to report on Kevin White besides at one point he had potential and was drafted in the first round, but the Saints got him. Trying to fill which the, position? Wide receiver, baby. Kevin White. I remember Pat White, uh, West Virginia quarterback, but I don't remember Pat White. Kevin White. Pat White played across the bay for Daphne, and he was a stud in high school. He, uh, I think he won the 6A championship with uh, Daphne, or maybe he played for Fairhope. Anyway, point is, Kevin Pat White, I remember this so clearly. What did he play for, the Dolphins? He, yeah, that sounds right. I think he backed up somebody. He got in the game some desperate, and he did not get to the sideline in time, and someone just ate his lunch. And he never came back in. He never played another down of NFL football. We're like, all right, the hometown kid is in. And he got hit so hard. We're like, oh, he just never showed back up. Not on the depth chart, Wait, nothing. Kevin they played White for the Niners. West, yeah, Kevin White went to West Virginia also. So am I, am I, are there two, two whites that played for West Virginia? Or Kevin Probably, and Pat brothers? Maybe, no, they're like 10 years apart. Pat White is 2000. 2000, what am I trying to say? 2008. Yeah. Is not, is it was 12 years, 13 years ago at this point. No, Pat oh, White right. played in like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? Pat White played in the NFL oh, like 2011 it. and 12. You hate to hear that. You hate to hear that 2008 <laughs> was 13 years ago. Yeah, you're like, no, no, they, they could be brothers. Like, that's 14 years apart, maybe, but unlikely. Okay, so Kevin, yeah, Kevin White was drafted by the Bears. Uh, Born in 93, he's only 28. Cool. Well, congrats. I'm glad there's somebody to replace Michael Thomas. Yeah. Everything's great now. Everything's good. <laughs> We're all good. We've got it all figured out. The Saints haven't figured out. My other good news of the week, and this is great. Uh, Jaquincy McKinsey, I'm going to – I butchered that name, but I know Jaquincy. Um, signs an NFL. He's an Alabama uh, freshman. He's a defensive back. And his whole life he has gone by Kool-Aid. And you know who decided to sponsor him? Kool-Aid. He's now I mean his nickname oh, is Kool-Aid. He's been yeah. he, that, that, dang it, you stole you stole my line. Oh, he gets to say sorry. he gets to say his sponsor's line every single time he makes a play. They get to put it on the Megatron. Every time this kid makes a play, it's just oh yeah. And that's great. It's wonderful. You can't oh man, they don't have that patented, do they? You can't patent oh yeah. That'd be like patenting like let's go. No, I think the only thing that's patented maybe or that would be possibly like a name and image likeness for the Kool-Aid man, because the Kool-Aid man's got rights too, not just these these child athletes yeah. out here, um, would be if, if what's his name again? Jaquincy. If Jaquincy put on a big red pitcher costume and then Nick Saban made like a, you know, stackable wood uh, like kind of like balsa wood or like some something he could or just like some something he could tear through like yeah. a, you know a tear sign yeah, yeah and just be like oh yeah like maybe that's getting a little a little close to a copy infringement copyright infringement maybe maybe as part of his sponsorship he gets to put on a, a like a big bobblehead of the Kool Aid Man every time he makes a pick like the, instead of the turnover belt he gets the Kool Aid helmet that would be sick. Does Nick Saban have the patience for all this to be happening now? Like there's going to be a guy that's mic'd up. And he's going to say, oh, yeah, every time he makes a play. But does Nick Saban know what he's getting into with this, this next generation he, of kids? He doesn't. It's very funny. I've watched him get interviewed about some of this stuff. And he's like, 
Yeah, so something else they're going to have to navigate. And he got asked a bunch of different questions. One question was, the Oregon Ducks have 100 different uniforms. Like, what is your response? Like, to entice kids, like, what's your response to that? And he goes, um, we have two uniforms. One is crimson and one is white. We're not worried about how many uniforms we got. We're worried about the kids who wear them. It's like, ha That's coaching. What up, Nick Saban? Cold, co- like, cold and collected. I love it. I got Two uniforms and seven rings. What does Oregon have? <laughs> yeah, you could. A hundred uniforms. <laughs> Basically, uh, what's your critical number of the week? Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, I don't know. This is this is the age of these these kids today. They get paid millions of dollars to be on TikTok and maybe play for Alabama, but it's also the amount of days left until the Virginia Wahoos play a football snap that's that's so great i mean william and mary we lost to when i was a uh when i was like in great. college so mm-hmm. don't don't sleep on old william and mary i know there's a bunch of nerds there studying oh, science no. but oh, hey no. they're mighty foes what is their i don't even know what their is william and mary's mascot like a colonial soldier or something no it's actually the tr- it was it was the tribe and I know that now the Cleveland Indians, which I can't, you can't say it. You, you can say it as much as you want for the rest of this baseball season. Next year, Massey, you got to say the Cleveland Guardians. So when you say, I love the Cleveland Guardians and I love their minor league system, you just don't say the Indians. Like we used to say the Washington, you know what? Yeah. Uh, 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 don't say it. Don't say it, Massey. I so won't. Just so you, I'm evolving. Just so you know. I can so evolve. I, I can evolve as a human being. Life is... <laughs> It's full of evolution, so guess what? If they don't want me to say the I word anymore, then I won't say it. No big deal. Hey, one last thing. Oh, yeah. I wish I wish Todd was smart enough to have gone to William Mary so I could ask him what William Mary, if they still are the tribe, but uh, that's what they've, you know, the artist or the team formerly known as the tribe. Yes, I, do you think Bronco Hall? what does he got to go this year to keep his job? Is he in the middle of the no. contract? I have no idea. I, I think I think UVA has got the best guy they've had in a long time in Bronco Mendenhall. He can he can recruit and he can develop, and that there's no way UVA is going to draw in major talent. He just ha- he has to do exactly he has to do exactly what he's doing and elevate them. I mean, it, I think somewhere down the line we'll get double digit wins, but I don't think it's this year. But there will be a time in which Bronco Mendenhall does better than he should, and it'll be it'll be exciting. And after that, after the bar is raised a little bit, he'll he'll start being on the hot seat when he drops back down to six and six or whatever the seven and seven five hundred. What about this Nick Saban guy I've been hearing about? Like, why can't we get him? Like, he if he goes to UVA, he doesn't have to worry about these kids making NIL because UVA football is not popular enough. He's not so worried it's kind about of a NIL. Win-win. Nick Saban, Nick Saban is not, he has an entire department. When they just said NIL, he probably formed an entire department. They gave him, they moved out the science department in Alabama and they gave NIL football (laughs) players that building. And they said, figure this out, manage it. Well, I'm going to go coach the wide receivers how to do a post cross. So thank you. I, I, I have more, I have better things to worry about. So it's like a, like a, um, let's say an offensive lineman is goes in. It's a kind of a NIL grief counseling center where like a an offensive lineman goes in and says bryce young's making a million dollars and i'm making nothing and i have to block him and he is just, they just like go through it. it's like a like a guidance counselor 
I mean, I bet there is. That's the hardest part of this whole thing is that there's going to be, there's not going to be equality in the locker room anymore when you're a college athlete, right? So you're going to have a guy yeah. sitting next to you that's making either more or less money than you, which is just as good a training for the NFL as anything else. Like that's every true. NFL player is not paid the same, so it's. Uh, I think it's an. I think we'll probably use it as another lesson to become a pro. Yeah, fair enough. My critical number, six teams within the top 25. Six teams in the top 25? There are six SEC teams in the top 25 of strength of schedule. Oh, I thought this was just the top 25 of AP or coaches poll. Oh, there's probably probably more than that. Arkansas is number one in the country. They have a brutal schedule. Not only do they play in the SEC West, but Georgia is their crossover game. They're currently ranked number two. And Texas, the overrated Texas, they're going out of conference to play Texas. They have the hardest schedule in the country. Auburn has the second hardest schedule in the country because I'm assuming they play Clemson and they have an SEC West slate. Then it's LSU at 16, Bama at 19, South Carolina at 22, and Mississippi State at 25. If you notice, five of those teams are in the SEC West, which I think will speak to how hard the SEC West continues to get. Yeah, coming off a College World Series title, Mississippi State riding high, SEC is back. <laughs> I like how you focused on Mississippi State there. Oh, Mississippi State. Well done. I'm pretty sure Mississippi they're the State. Last, they're, the, they're the last one you said. It's the only one I remembered. But I heard the rest. You you heard it, but you didn't. Okay. I get it. I get it. All I'm right. Give me, give me your well, stuff on. I, I do like hearing uh, Arkansas playing Texas. That reminds me of, uh, I think we've already brought this up before, but the old PlayStation game in SWAC when Troy was around. Shout out to Troy and his babies and his baby's mama um, or baby mama. Baby's mama? Both. Uh, but <laughs> old... Comma S, right? Not I-E-S. Okay, sweet. Continue. <laughs> the old swack matchups between Arkansas and Texas. Uh, that, that's a cool part of, like, a Texas. Um, what's it called when you – when you uh, Lore? What's the word? Like, what? Tradition? No, like when you – not defer, when you blank from one to the other, one state to the other, or one country to the other. It's a big word. Immigrate? No, not immigrate. That's when a hot. Like, that's a hot. We we're getting real political if we say immigrate in this on this podcast. No, no, not immigrate. Not immigrate. Um, Travel. It's like it's not not treason, but it's like you're going to a new. You're like d something when you hit you know, like during the World War II. If you were to like go from Russian army to German, you are defect. Defecting. There we go. That's a good podcast. And that's treason. <laughs> treason. But I think we came on the word defect. Um, what's I? Li- I did look this up, and it was so I completely forgot about it, and was looking up like Texas and Oklahoma's uh, record against the SEC, and it was like Texas versus Arkansas, like ninety four to sixty six. And I was like, oh yeah, crap. They played for a long time against each other. Yeah, they got a lot of history. Um, what is your stuck on? Uh, Texarkana is my stuck on. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> my real stuck on is Dan Campbell. We talked about Morgan Cox today. Yes. We talked okay. about Morgan Cox today. Dan Campbell, the guy who obsessively drinks twenty or two or sorry two liters of coffee in the morning and takes 
makes espresso, and I don't see how he's not on the toilet all day. But Head coach he, of the Detroit uh, Lions. Yeah, sorry, coach. The new new coach, newest um, newest soon to be fired coach of the Detroit Lions. He fired uh, or cut uh, a long snapper, Don Mulback, on his 40th birthday. Don had been on the Lions for 17 years, and that's just that's 260 just, games. The second most in Lions history. Ooh, I wonder. Oh, that's a good. Was Calvin Johnson number two? Calvin Johnson cut his career short because no, he was know, so banged up. I don't know who's number two. one. Who cares? Who cares? Um, Dan Campbell did own it though. He went out in he front did? of the, yeah. He went out in front of the press and they asked him about it and he said, "I'm a bleep hole. That's on me." And. That was kind of the end of it. Dan Campbell, I like as a coach. He just seems like he gets it. He's like, I'm a football player. I condition football players. And if y'all want to be hard on me, then, yeah, the head coach bears this responsibility. He he didn't say, oh, well, the GM hamstringed me. He was like – and they said they asked him to elaborate. And he goes, it was time, which is a typical mm-hmm. football coach response. It was time. Why would you cut him? It was time. It was like, what, what are you going to argue with that? He still – you know, we have such an affinity for the long snapper position. Right, right. Pro pro, pro long snapper, pro wildlife mafia, pro Batman show. So, you know, when you mess with those three, you mess with us. Yeah, so Dan Campbell, hear me now. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm watching you, Dan. Um, my stuck on is I did my homework and I watched Malice in the Ooh. Palace. Yeah. Have you watched that Netflix documentary? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I'm a do as I do, not as I say guy, Massey. I told you to watch it. You just said yeah in a very unconvincing. You're like, uh, yeah, 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 totally. I've watched like three documentaries on basketball since then, so you couldn't you couldn't figure out which one. No, I just I'm, the reason I'm stuck on it is I didn't realize the devastating effects it had on like Reggie Miller's last push for a championship. Does that make sense? Yeah. For- yeah, that got forgotten in history. Yeah, that Malice in the Palace overshadowed that, and you had three just absolute young studs surrounding Reggie Miller, and yeah. they could not – they could – like, they were almost there, almost there, almost there. Eastern Conference Finals. Then they get uh, – oh, Steven Jackson, is that right? From the mm-hmm. Spurs, and they get him, and they're like, this is it. Like, this guy hits big shots, and we can we can do this. And then – it just it just exploded in Reggie's face, and at the end of the season, I forgot he retired. At the end of that season, was like, "Nope, that's it. I'm out of here. Uh, I did the I've best. <laughs> I did the best I could." And he stayed loyal to the Pacers, and that was yeah. back when, in the NBA, you, you didn't have the freedom to like jump around and control your destiny as much. So you kind of rooted for. Not only did you root for Reggie Miller, and because of those epic games at Madison Square Gardens. But you rooted for him because he seemed just like a nice, normal guy. And you rooted for him because he talked trash, he hit big shots, he gave 100% effort, and never wavered away from Indiana. And you, you got to like, I mean, for example, Dirk. You like those guys that stick with their franchise and say, hey, let's figure this out together. And he was on the brink of that. And I and I just forgot. It was. It's a page, it's a chapter in history that I – breezed over didn't look into and it's a beautiful documentary no free advertisements go watch malice in the palace <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, go ahead that's well what's up i said go ahead i interrupted you 
No, you didn't. Uh, that, yeah, that's well said. I mean, yeah, he was always – it's always like those Eastern Conference um, – I feel like it was always a, you know, it's a three-way battle. It was Reggie Miller and the Pacers, obviously Michael Jordan and the Bulls, Pat, Patrick Ewing and the, and the Knicks. And I guess before Shaq went over to L.A., it was Orlando Magic, Shaq, and Penny Hardaway. Um, and then, yeah, Reggie lost – I think the only finals appearance he had to a Kobe Shaq team. That's I right. I think it was the first first Kobe Shaq team. And then, yeah, that was like those last two or three years after that, losing that finals, that he was trying to build something still with the with the, with the the Pacers before he would retire. They Yeah, they brought in Jermaine O'Neal from the Blazers. They brought – Stephen Jackson actually went to the Spurs down the road and won a title. I forgot where they got him from, but he basically was like – kind of like they've got him in the parking lot for free. And then, oh, that's um, right. That is right. Our test came from the Bulls, and the, this is this is the Bulls post uh, everybody leaving and them just like rebuilding from scratch. So he wanted to get the hell out of the Chicago, and obviously he had his. It's an interesting thing because if this happened present day, there'd be a lot more like uh, accepting of mental health issues. That yeah, Ron there, had. there there would be because yeah. he was so overstimulated and so wound up, yeah. and. You can even tell during the interviews that he and is open about it, like suffers from anxiety and like is anxious all the time. And they're like, Ron Artest is crazy. Look how crazy he looks. I'm like, dude, we know what that is now. And he just like had a fright or flight reflex that he can't all like he can't control. Like he doesn't have a normal person's control of the fight or f- what flight or fright reflex. And. Mm. So there's something, but my favorite character in the whole thing was Steven Jackson. He was such a badass in that entire documentary. He was like, what do you mean? I stuck to my principles and I, and I felt good about it at the time and I have no regrets. I get that. I lost a bunch of money and I lost a uh, championship with the Pacers. He ended up winning one of the Spurs and he just, he just was the best character in that entire unapologetic like no i did what i did and i did what i had to do and you find out the indiana pacers all those players that got suspended and everything you look at the 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 whole footage and you're like dude they were outnumbered like ten thousand to five like you know how scary that is so like it it was wild to to know to get the unfiltered version of it it'd be like oh wow these fans were like out of line all the cops that were on duty were like let's go home they're beating the crap out of detroit let's get out of here um and there was three guys there just to make sure nothing crazy happened and something crazy happened and they're like oh crap we have no ability to control this atmosphere it was it was fascinating yeah and it's one of those things where it's like I remember it's like 9-11. I remember when I, where I was when 9-11 happened. I remember where I was watching that happen live. Somehow, you watched I guess it that, live? That was, yeah, that game was on. We were we were talking about this in a text chain. We were at some stupid uh, – we were at West Main in Charlottesville on a, on a Zate date night party thing, and we were watching <laughs> at the bar on television. And, like, that was one of the one of those nights where we went home. <clears throat> this is, you know, pre – pre uh not pre TiVo or having like recorded television but pre having that like in our daily lives so we went back and i remember watching sports center probably back to back to back to back to back to back until like 4 in the morning just to continue to watch the clips of the cuz it was so polarizing it was wild it was just like i could not stop binge watching sports center just to catch a new glimpse of something new footage from that 
altercation. And, and our younger audience out there, there was no YouTube. There was no, there, yeah, there, was, no, there right. was no phone video on your phone that got uploaded to the internet so you could see all the angles. It was just what the TV cameras captured, what was filtered, and then what Sports Center spat at us, and that's how we consumed our sports. Yeah, and this is this is a very good moment of like. Now I know what it's like for <laughs> my uncles or grandfathers saying I used to do blank walk to school and 80, you know, 80 miles of snow. It's like I'm going to be the one who says <laughs> I used to watch my sports live and I'd go home and watch Sports Center live and there was no recording and that's the way it was. <laughs> if you if you wanted to watch it, you had to sit down in front of your television. Kind of like <laughs> I listened to Mickey Mantle uh on the radio and you're like, "No you didn't." Yeah. Uh anyway, what is your quote slash question of the week? <laughs> um, uh, one of my quotes was actually, uh, I don't think I got the quote like completely. Um, I had a couple. I got three. Two are short, one's long. Isaiah Thomas literally chimed in because of the documentary, and people are making their rounds interviewing about the, oh, the palace. Yikes. But I he saw said, this. If, yeah, if he, it never would have happened if, if he had been the Pacers coach. So direct shot at my boy Carlisle. Don't appreciate Isaiah. No, no. Isaiah, what, what would have Isaiah have done? What would he, he would Nothing. have? He would have grabbed, grabbed our test before he went up in the in the crowd. No. Like no, he would have stopped that guy throwing a water bottle. No. Yeah, that's the that. dumbest thing I've ever heard. Recency, like recency, uh, wanting to jump in, chime in on something that's like making its rounds again as a news story because there's a documentary, and then also having the like armchair quarterback mentality of saying like well i would have done it this way when was the last time we talked about isaiah thomas shouldn't he be hired by some d3 college team by now maybe he's going for the pelicans job i don't know oh that's good good point uh my second one was andy dalton i put this on instagram andy dalton saying right now it's my time uh in his battle against justin fields where it's like i think your time was uh eight to ten years ago back in you know that 08 we we cherish so much yeah um when he was the Bengals starting quarterback so you know, kind of just a one of those moments where you're just. You're I think it's an appropriate and... quote. I think it's a. I think. I honestly think that he knows what's happening, and he's mature enough to be like, "Week one is my time. I'll see if I play week two. So that's what oh, you have to okay. say to the press. Like, as of right now, it's kind of like saying, "Like, are you going to trade your quarterback right now?" Aaron Rodgers is the QB of the Green Bay Packers. It's like, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. when the coach is on the, about to get fired. It's like. Right now, Mike McCarthy's our head coach. And that's all Jerry would say to the press, hypothetically speaking, of course. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. So, so, so he's just being, yeah. He's, he's just being, being polite. Uh, he's being polite. He's being in the moment. It sounded a little more of like, a, this is my time. Like, I'm taking this Bears team to a Super Bowl. This is my time. No, I, I read it completely different. I was like, oh, this guy's completely self-aware no. that he's like, currently I'm the quarterback of the uh, the Chicago Bears. That is my current job status. You're a, you're a good Andy Dalton translator. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Rodgers. I don't want to skip around too much, but Rodgers is one of my, my mini – I had a mini stuck. Aaron Rodgers not wanting to have a farewell tour this season. Well, you know, I think you kind of pretty much built the built the capsule that you need to live in because <laughs> this is because of you that there's a farewell tour. Ever since Aaron Rodgers spun the story about – him not being a drama queen and it was how the Packers have not allowed him to have a seat at the table. And then he spun it to 
they mistreated mistreated my teammates. I was like, all right, that was the right thing to say at the right time. Like mm-hmm. I don't like how he handled my former teammates' contract. I didn't like when they cut Clay Thompson. I didn't like this. I didn't like how they treated this guy. I was like, all right, Aaron, you said the right. That was calculated and well done because that made me a little bit softer to my jaded edge for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, my quote of the week is uh, he was just waving at flies. And that was Coach Bruce Arians when asked about the altercation involving Antonio Brown and Titans cornerback Chris Jackson during a joint practice today. I loved it. Antonio Brown ripped off Chris Jackson's helmet and started throwing punches at him. And both coaches were like, I mean, uh, both Vrabel and Arians basically were like, I didn't see anything. Were there – were there punches being thrown? I saw some guys waving up flies out there and then jawing at each other, but I didn't see anything out of the normal. That means football season is back. When you scroll through the headlines and you're looking at joint practices between teams, there's always three or four fights because they're hot, they're tired of hitting the same guy, they're competitive, they're all going for their job, although Antonio Brown's pretty secure in his job as wide receiver. But they're just, yeah. this is every – NFL players breaking point is late in camp when they haven't started playing yet. They're like, I hate the other team. I'm just going to punch them in the head. You're like, that's great. Football's back. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Like you said, two days, I'm hot as hell. I'm sleeping on a crappy bed at a crappy hotel somewhere. I, you know, can't have, can't have any intimacy with my wife. I can't play with my kids. I can't, you know, drive my own car like it just it's it's a lot of those like you can't just be you know live your normal daily life so there's a lot of animosity and yeah some people are obviously more you know antonio brown is one of those guys who i feel like he would probably pick a fight with anybody you know he's settled down quite a bit and obviously kind of turned his career around which is great but i'm guessing I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the Titans corner or de- uh, defensive back that he got into a fight with. If this is a guy who's fighting for his roster spot, or it's just a guy who's kind of secure in his own spot as well. Yeah. But that 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 contributes a lot to who's fighting and who's just kind of like laughing and hanging out, eating eating uh, sunflower seeds, much like Zeke. Okay. Okay. The second quote of the week is Zeke called Mike saying, "Hey, man, I'm low key faded right now. How do you interpret that?" <laughs> He's, he's, he's drinking that purple drink. Do you think he's he's on a little other substance besides all the painkillers they shoot him up with, or is he just talking about all the painkillers that every training staff, Toradol or whatever, injects in their players' bodies before they go out? I think he, he's really thin. I think he Zeke might be. Is thin? Yeah, he's got really thin. He's tiny. Like, he's uh, he dropped a bunch of weight. He's it's he's like – How much it's weight? All, it's – <clears throat> it's like an all in. Mm-hmm. He looks like he, I mean, does he look good? He, oh yeah. You know, he looks good. All, but I've, all I've seen of him is a, is a hoodie with a, with his Jersey over his hoodies, like walking around. He just looks like instead of having kind of like his barrel, um, his uh, barrel keg abs sticking out of his Jersey. He just kind of looks like kind of like a, kind of like a slender hipster walking around with his hoodie under his Jersey. So it's like, I'm not exactly, I'm waiting for a shirts off pick or okay. they get some footage on hard knocks of that. A little thirst trap think, pick. 
Yeah, a little thirst trap pick. I'm thinking by faded. Maybe he's just a little. Uh, maybe he's a little hungry. Maybe they're giving some. Maybe he's just on a lot of stimulants to keep his hunger down because the dude likes to eat. Oh man, did you just reference? Did you just did you just reference his celebration, his spoon thing? A little bit. That hurts. I hate that. Just, just a little bit. I hate that. Bit. Before we go into the AFC and the NFC East, our NFL preview, we've been breaking down each division uh, leading up to the regular season. The Christmas Day games for the NBA got released, and although I will not watch them because uh, Christmas Day is on a Saturday and the NFL plays on that Saturday. So, But it is worth getting excited about that Atlanta is playing at New York and then followed by that, the Nets are playing in L.A. Ooh. I like both those matchups. Mainly because Trey Young got spit on by one of those New York Knicks fans, and he played the villain and just taunted the crowd the entire time on his way to beating the the resurgent Knicks, where they were like, this is our year. And Trey Young was like, I got something to say about that. And that was a wonderful, wonderful early playoff series. I'm excited to to maybe have that on another TV or watch it on my computer as I'm watching the NFL. Yeah, fair enough. I think that, no, those are good. I mean, obviously if Lakers and Nets, if everybody in a hypothetical non-injury world, that seems like a heavyweight matchup, Greek cursor to the NBA finals. Yes. But yeah, the Knicks who, the Knicks whose trajectory went up, but they also got worse in the off season because nobody wanted to go play for them again. Um, so <laughs> fair, fair. Don't, don't um, rain on that parade. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be somebody who's angry for some reason. They live in New York on Christmas day and will probably throw something at Trey young, which will be in itself something to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good slate. So, um, let's talk AFC and NFC East. I want to start. I think the NFC East is a little more. I was going to say a little more interesting, Pathetic? but maybe not. Let's start with the A. Let's start Pathetic? with Yeah. Let's start with the NFC East. So in the NFC right. East, you got the Washington football team. You got the Giants. You got the Eagles. You got the Cowboys. Start off with your favorite. Well, this, let's just start off with the Cowboys. Let's start with your favorite team, the Cowboys. Yes, my favorite team, um, the Cowboys. We're gonna go. You mean the, you want the record first? You mean to talk a little bit and then? I want the I want the record with Dak and I want the record without Dak. Oh, Matt, see, that's so bleak. Um, I'd say probably the record without Dak, we can secure a top three pick in next year's draft. Okay, so I said and, th- I said three and fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Um. And actually, that's not a bad that's not a bad thing because I actually looked at the mock draft earlier because I I looked at like what are the Lions kind of playing for this year? They're basically pay, playing to be in the Spencer Rattler sweepstakes for the draft next year, and like it's like Sp- Spencer Rattler, and obviously this is going to change a lot because remember how Joe Burrow came out of nowhere? Sure. Um, but it's like all defensive players <clears throat> for like it's basically Spencer Rattler and then a bunch of defensive players in that first round. Uh, sorry, those first 10 picks. So maybe the Cowboys without Dak, something to look forward to. But the Cowboys without Dak, 3-14. and 14. The Cowboys with Dak, I'm going to go 8-9 and nine division winners. Oh, wow. I had, that's, But it's pretty close. I had them 9-8. and eight. Oh, that's so kind of you. Yeah. I, uh, it, it was just one of those things where I was like, if Dak plays, he's, he can win some games. He'll be there like – 
Mike McCarthy can figure out some things to do. He's a pretty good X's and O's guy. He'll he's got sure. some great wide receivers. Well, they'll yeah. they'll figure That's out true. nine games. Um, at the bottom, let's go to your bottom of the NFC. If the Cowboys are going to win, who's your who's your worst team in the NFC East? Well, I do have the record tied with if Dak misses with your record of Dak misses the whole season. The three and fourteen Eagles. Three and fourteen? Yeah, dude, they're terrible. They are bad. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not that good either. That's not his fault. I think he's gonna be running for his life. Maybe he's a good like fantasy asset because he's gonna be a running back statistically in a quarterback's role. But um, yeah, if Devonta Smith would get healthy, that would help things out a little bit. I know that that guy. Um, what's the guy that they drafted last year in the first round too? That receiver that's been pretty disappointing. Um, Ragor, Aguilar, Aguilar, yeah. Aguilar. I don't think he's on the uh, Eagles anymore. No, no, Rager. It's something Rager. Aguilar is on the Patriots now. Uh, Eagles have they have a good O line. They have a good D line. So they have the trenches taken care of. It's the rest of the team that's a big problem. Yeah, and the coach seems like the coach seems like a goober. Whoa, oh, oh, what, what's his name? Um, I don't, I have Nick, no Nick Serenini. Serenini. I mean, yeah. I, um, me. yeah, me. I had them, I had them at six and 11. That was just from, from the cuff. I had the Giants at, uh, I love the NFC East. Look at all these records. <laughs> I had the Giants at eight and nine because Saquon Barkley is going to be healthy this oh. year. God, you love the NFC East four and 13, bro. Daniel Jones sucks. Well, he, he he needs to be able to hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, and he can change the game. So if he stays healthy, I think they can bump along. I mean, they all have to play each other, so there's there's a couple of wins in there mixed in. Um, and then I have winning the division with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ron Riverboat Riviera, the Washington football team. They have a stout defense. They have a good head coach. And if Fitzmagic, if Fitzmagic can show up for a couple of games, 10-7. and seven. Okay. Yeah. I, I did boys eight and nine win a tiebreaker with Washington eight, and nine as well. Eight, Washington has a great defense. Chase young will take a step forward. Um, McLaurin is a great receiver. I feel like Fitzpatrick has and, and Antonio Gibson. I feel like Fitzpatrick has some weapons. Uh, Logan Thomas. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, I think it's gonna be a dog dog fight for first and the NFC East for sure. And one of these one of these two teams will go to the playoffs and the other team will be under five hundred or close to it. There will not be two teams coming out of the NFC East. I no. promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what's the Vegas odds on that? Um yeah. I just for whatever reason, Washington well, this is what it is. The Washington football team won their division last year and they had four different quarterbacks. Yeah. So if Fitzmagic is allowed to cook a little bit, he'll be bad some games. He'll be bad seven games. So he'll be mediocre three or four games, and he'll be good six or seven games. So if, there. That yeah, seems reasonable he, to my brain. Yeah, Fitzpatrick knows his place, and he knows how good of a defense he has. He did a good job when he stepped in for the, the back and forth with Tua last year, which was kind of weird because they – like. Tua stepped into a system that was kind of meant more for Fitzpatrick, and then they drafted Tua. So I felt bad for Tua in that sense because Tua got kind of thrown under the bus as it was like a failure on his end. But it was just like 
they they drafted Tua after they had already signed Fitzpatrick. So that was just kind of a weird situation. That was but funny, and it wasn't that controversial, was it? It was like kind of amicable. Yeah, it was like Tua yeah, yeah, get your was. reps, and then when it all goes to hell, we're just going to throw in Fitz Magic, and and he'll just throw some bombs, and hopefully we'll get back in this game. Yeah, I just think I think Fitz. Yeah, Fitz Magic is just a good dude, just like Alex Smith was. I feel like the the uh, the the football team has. You know, I hate for an NFC East team. I hate to say nice things about them, but I do like Ron Rivera. I do love out. I do like Alex Smith. I do like Fitzpatrick. Um, if he knows his place and he doesn't need to throw four interceptions by trying to throw four touchdowns, yeah, and he knows his defense can win the game, then I feel like yeah, they're the best team overall. All right, let's talk. Let's talk AFC East while we got time. The AFC East: yeah. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Should we say anything about the division winner, the Bills? Nope. I think Allen and Diggs will just take another step in the kind of Manning, Reggie Wayne, Brady, Edelman, Gronk, you know, like that sort of they'll be together for a while. Yeah, I have them at 13 and four winning division. I think they're going to be dominant. Josh Allen took a huge step in his sophomore campaign. I think as a as a third year, I don't I don't want to call him a vet yet. He's still going to make some dumb, dumb plays, but like he's just so big. I love it when he runs. Anything can happen when Josh Allen takes off. It's like he could just try to ladle the ball right here, right here in midfield. So I, I am falling in love with the Wyoming, former Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen, and he is the future of the AFC East. Not nothing more to say there. Let's go on to a more interesting. Uh, well, let's let's talk about the the top, the Bills, and let's talk about the Jets because I have one thing to say about the Jets, and it is uh, well. Basically, I I feel bad for Zach Wilson. That's all I got to say about the Jets. I feel bad for the first round pick, Zach Wilson, one and sixteen. Ooh, yeah, mean. Well, I mean, who? I mean, I don't even know their head coach. I don't know their running back. I know nothing about the Jets besides their defensive players keep popping up as injured. So they're done. Uh, a compliment. Their coach is no longer Adam Gase. We'll just go with that for now. Oh, that's all I know. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Gase uh, Robert, and I was like, cool, Ro- cool. Something Robert or Roger Saleh, uh, defensive coordinator from the Niners coming over. Um, who knows? Kind of like the Dan Campbell situation. It's like, I hope these guys can succeed, but they're going to coach the freaking Lions and the freaking Jets. So, uh, you know, power to them. God, God be with you, whatever you want to say, Tebow. Um, five and 12 for the jets. I think they have enough talent to be a little better than one and, uh, one and 16. Um, they did lose. They have a, had a really good defensive line. They lost their free agent, Carl lost into a torn Achilles today, which is a bummer. Um, yeah, I just would like to see Zach Wilson. I mean, all it is just right now it's why is he not, why does he look like every Disney prince? I get the jokes. Um, but eventually Hopefully they can – and Elijah Moore, it was a good pick from Ole Miss. He's the one who did the the uh, pissing in the end zone thing, got oh, flagged. He's kind of no. infamous for that. So, you oh, know, no. typical Ole Miss football. That but happened Lane, like you know, twice. Lane, typical Lane Kiffin. Um, so the Jets – have I said too much about the Jets? I think I've said too much about the Jets. Yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> um, let's go to the Dolphins. We talked about two a little bit. I have them at 9-8 and eight in the middle of the pack. It really is – 
if Tua can play the entire year, and I'm talking one from injuries, but I'm also talking two, like the skills that he has. He, they didn't trust him in the red zone last year. Um, the Dolphins are, they have the puzzle pieces there, not to be a very good team, but to be a above 500 team. So I put them at nine and eight, but they don't, it doesn't seem to all like mesh. They win ugly, but not, they don't win ugly enough for me to think that they're any sort of threat. Yeah. I, this one was tough. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like the Dolphins are pretty, pretty balanced. I think if they, you know, they're going to, they're going to kind of tailor their offense for Tua after it being kind of awkward for him last year. He's been, he's been kind of tearing it up. The thing between the Dolphins and the Patriots is like, I, I put them both at 10 and seven. All right. But I'd almost rather pick one of them to be 11 and six. The other would be nine and eight. And one of them make the playoffs and the other not. Because I do, you, you made a good comment about the Bills or Josh Allen as a quarterback. Like the future for the AFC East quarterback wise is pretty cool. Or it, it's like, there's a good, there's a good future there. Yes. Uh, Josh Allen, Tua, Mac Jones, and Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Hopefully the Jets can keep a quarterback for longer than three years, but TBD. Um, but it looks cool right now. It looks fun. And yeah, I think the Pats and the, and the Dolphins, I feel like one of them, because Belichick did a really good job last year. Yeah. Keeping the, keeping the Patriots at seven and nine. I know Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. He won the marriage. He won the divorce. And that is all that matters right now. But I feel like he has uh, a lot of players who opted out from COVID from last year. Yes. Who are back. Uh, he's got Cam Newton as a good leader, even if he, I think he, he would be okay taking a back seat and still having a good attitude. And then you have a good quarterback in the wings with some weapons around him. Now, if like Hunter Henry can stay healthy, that's a, yes. that's a big if. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think one of these two teams, I feel like two teams are coming out of the AFC East for the playoffs is what I'm trying to get at. I have the paths at 12 and five. Oh, so yeah, you went higher. I went higher and let me, they, let me tell you why this is their non-division uh, opponents, saints, mm-hmm. Texans, Cowboys, Panthers, Falcons, Colts, Jags. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, let's let's go down the line here. Saints, QB controversy, don't know where it's going. Sean Payton might be able to, like, trick Belichick a couple of times. Texans, I'm not even sure if they're playing football. I'm pretty sure that season is canceled. The FBI is involved. Cowboys, <laughs> who knows? If Dak Prescott can't play, then they're going to – that's an easy win. Panthers, Very I know easy. nothing about the Panthers besides besides Christian McCaffrey. That's That's it. Uh, they already have a – Belichick has plenty of footage on Sam Darnold, by the way, so that's a problem. Yeah, the, the, and then the Falcons, what have the Falcons done with Matt Ryan in the last five years? The Colts, Carson Wentz is anywhere out from five to 12 weeks. And then the Jags, give me a break. Like Urban Meyer standing across the sideline from Bill Belichick, like what do you think is going to happen? I, Urban, you were great in – you're great in college, but I'm sure Bill Belichick has that circled on his schedule, just like Michael Jordan found any slight bit of wrongdoing by an opponent, opponent and allowed his alpha male brain to turn into a personal insult. Bill Belichick is going to go, 
Oh, Urban Meyer coming from the college ranks. You think you got what it takes to be a pro? This is what pros look like. So I just think the Patriots have their schedule on their side and the Bills and the Pats will come out of the AFC East. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, I'd say Tebow was blocking for their team only two days ago. Uh, what you asked what he would look like on the other sideline, I feel like Urban Meyer will be wearing khaki pleated pants and mm-hmm. there'll be a little like the little, you know, where his his thing hangs down and then the little the little piss stain will come down his leg. Kind of like, kind of like in the, the water boy. Yeah, it's basically yes. the water, yeah, boy. water boy. Sports fans, yes. that is all the time we have. That is it. 